And specifically, it was written so that it could be responded to by the people. And so if you read the verses of the psalm, each line includes the same refrain, God's faithful love lasts forever. And so this was often read at special occasions during the year, or if there was some joyous communal occasion to be celebrated, and the reader would read the first line, and the congregation would respond with the second line, God's faithful love lasts forever. So I'd like for us to read this the way it was intended to be read. So I'll read the first line, and you respond with, God's faithful love lasts forever. And we'll go through our scripture reading together today. Now it's 26 verses long. <laughs> so we'll do about half of those. We're on the same page there, right? Okay. So we'll we'll read verses 1 through 9 and 23 through 26. I'll say the first line each time, and you'll say, God's faithful love lasts forever. This is gonna go well. Alright. <laughs> Here we go. Give thanks to the Lord because he is good. God's faithful love lasts forever. Give thanks to the God of all gods. God's faithful love lasts forever. Give thanks to the Lord of all lords. God's faithful love lasts forever. Give thanks to the only one who makes great wonders. God's faithful love lasts forever. Give thanks to the one who made the skies with skill. God's faithful love lasts forever. Give thanks to the one who shaped the earth on the water. God's faithful love lasts forever. Give thanks to the one who made the great lights. God's faithful love lasts forever. The sun to rule the day. God's faithful love lasts forever. The moon and the stars to rule the night. God's faithful love lasts forever. God remembered us when we were humiliated. God's faithful love lasts forever. God rescued us from our enemies. God's faithful love lasts forever. God is the one who provides food for all living things. God's faithful love lasts forever. Give thanks to the God of heaven. God's faithful love lasts forever. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. One of the reasons that psalm is called the great hallel, the great praise, is because it is the recitation of all the ways that God had blessed the nation of Israel from creation all the way through the deliverance out of captivity to where they were in that present moment. And it was the people of Israel saying thank you to God over and over again, acknowledging that God's faithful love lasts forever. In a way, it's similar to what we did in here last Sunday. If you were here, you remember that we had a thankful tree right here, and there were leaves spread out in your seats, and we had an opportunity, each of us, to write something on a leaf that we were thankful for, or maybe a prayer that we were lifting up to God on Thanksgiving, and then come and pin it to the tree. And that tree is still in here. It's right back there. Feel free to turn around and look. Everybody's doing it. So, it's fine. Don't be staring anybody in the face. But there are some really impressive, powerful, meaningful things that we 
all lifted up together as things that we were thankful for. And a lot of people wrote something along the lines that I'm thankful for family, friends, a church, somebody from TV. I mean, I appreciate the honesty. I'll not leave. And there was something in particular that I want to read out loud. But in keeping with the theme of the Psalm 136, the Great Hallel, and since we're sort of, in a way, writing our own Great Hallel with those things that we're thankful for, I, I want to read it to you in that same refrain. So I'll read a line, and you remember your line? God's faithful love lasts forever. Oh, man. Right? You got it. Right? Okay. All right, let's, let's try it. Okay, there's just a few more lines that are our own. Great beloved. Give thanks to God for the love that has come into my life. God's faithful love lasts forever. Give thanks to God for new perspectives and opportunities. God's faithful love lasts Give thanks to God for freedom from addiction. God's faithful love lasts Give thanks to God. Because our grandson is coming back. We're writing our own story of God's faithful love in our lives. Our ways of saying thank you. Reminds me of uh, a meal that we shared at my family table long ago. And I think we only had two kids back then. Uh, and one of them, really young, was, was their turn to say the blessing, you know, before the meal. And we just sort of that and take turns and um, teaching our kids to pray and be thankful. And, and so the prayer begins. And usually it's really, you know, short and sweet, right? And we're not into a lot of fluffy words. It's just thank you, God, for the food and for each other and the blessing. Amen. Uh, and so um, the child begins to pray. Thank you, God, for the food. And thank you for mommy and daddy. Thank you for our friends. And it was thank you for this chair and for the table. Thank you for the sun, the dirt, grass. Thank you for the cabinets. Thank you for the refrigerator. And I looked over, and sure enough, she had one eye, and she was going around my neighbor. And every day that she saw, and say thank you, which was hilarious and deeply profound at the same time. And you've heard it said, count your blessings, count your many blessings, name them one by one. Not long ago, Mr. Gene Lawson, he's in there somewhere. I see you, Gene. Gene told me, they say count your blessings. It's also important to make your blessings count. And so last week, if, if we were giving time to what we were thankful for, as for the object of our Thanksgiving, this week, turning our attention to consider what is the subject of our thanksgiving. If what we're thankful for is the object of our thanksgiving, then what is the subject of our thanksgiving? In other words, who or what are we thankful to? This is one thing to acknowledge what we're thankful for, but it, it goes further to acknowledge who or what we're thankful to, or to whom we are thankful. So that appropriately, I suppose. It, it adds a dimension of our thankfulness. 
to consider who we are. One hand, it adds some happiness. I mean, considering who we're thankful to invokes happiness because it gives us a little bit of a different perspective when we intentionally and consistently are mindful of the source of the good things, of the blessings, of the things that we're thankful for. It moves our attention off of the thing, or off of us, and on to the source, the giver, the one to whom we are thankful. And then we come to understand those blessings as gifts that have been given to us. And who doesn't like to receive a gift? You should see the smiles that just went on everybody's faces. Just the thought of receiving a gift. And I've heard it said, it's not that happy people are thankful. It's that thankful people are happy. Be mindful of who we are thankful to. Adds a dimension of happiness to our thankfulness. It also adds a dimension of humility. Being conscious of being thankful to invokes some humility for us because it identifies and places the emphasis on the source of these blessings and opportunities. Because without humility, we might just tend to be thankful for ourselves and what we can do. I'm thankful for me and my accomplishments. I did it. I earned it. I'm the gift. Somehow being thankful for without being thankful to is a bit empty or at least incomplete. So we consider who or what we are thankful to. Maybe it's a person. Maybe it's your spouse, or a parent, a teacher, co-worker, or a counselor. Maybe it's a group of people, family, or a close-knit group of friends. Maybe it's an organization or an institution like AA, or NA, school, church. When we take the time to identify who or what we are thankful to, then it's just a matter of expressing our thanks. William Arthur Ward wrote, feeling gratitude and not expressing it is like wrapping a present and not giving it. So how do we express our thanks? And I don't just mean this past Thursday sitting around a table with food. I mean, let's think longer term, bigger picture. Like, living a thankful life. How do we express our thanks? Same thing. I mean, it takes this long. To say thank you. What about writing a thank you card? That's a lost art, I think. Which also doesn't take very long. But when's the last time you wrote somebody a thank you for something that they did for you or gave to you? 
blessing that you receive. It's something we can all do this week is write somebody a thank you note. We can invest our time in the life and the experience of that person or people or institution or organization to whom we are thankful. We can give a gift, provide for a need. I mean, and especially right here, right? We're booking between Black Friday and Cyber Monday, and we're all out there shopping and buying, or in our pajamas at home with computer shopping and buying. In the midst of that, let's don't forget Giving Tuesday. Hashtag Giving Tuesday. The encouragement to support a nonprofit or a charity of your choice. To give as a way of being thankful and expressing your thankfulness to that organization. Really, Thanksgiving has always been about, and will always be about, Thanksgiving to God. Because it's God who provides food for the hungry, education for the unaware, clothes for the naked, medicine for the sick, shelter for the homeless. It is God who is our ultimate source, source of life and love, of healing and wholeness, reconciliation and forgiveness. God's faithful love lasts forever. And that is what we are ultimately thankful for. The gift of life. Real, true, full life. The way we were created to know it and experience it. The life that is given to us as a gift by God in the person of Jesus Christ. In his example and in his resurrection. And so to live a life of thankfulness, of gratitude, of saying and expressing thanks to God, how do we do that? I mean, right now, we do it in this moment, we sing together, we pray, we give an offering. But what does it mean to live a life of being grateful to God? We know that God provides to us and through us. So one very real way that we express our thankfulness to God is by sharing our blessings, by giving, caring for and attending to the needs of our brothers and sisters. Handling with care the blessings we've been given, making our blessings count. I mean, an easy way that all of us can do that before we leave the building today is to stop at one of the angel trees outside either one of these doors and participate in helping making Christmas special for a child in need. And that's just one example. Where there are so many others, the ways that we can live a life of thankfulness and gratitude to God. 
just a minute, we're going to receive the invitation of all of us to share in this communion meal together. This is a Thanksgiving meal in and of itself. Some places it's called the Eucharist, which literally is, comes from the Greek, which means to give thanks. The very name of this meal is a meal of Thanksgiving. I have an older book on my shelves written by Will Willimon, this pastor of the show, dean of seminary, and it's called Sunday Dinner, and it's about communion. And one of the things I appreciate that uh, Willimon says in that book is that communion is not a memorial meal for a dearly departed hero. <coughs> because Jesus is not dead. This meal is a celebration a celebration of life and of the truth that Jesus is very much alive here, now, in you, in me, among us. Communion is a thanksgiving meal, if there ever was one. And so today, when you come forward, you receive a piece of the bread, and dip it in the cup, and in that way receive the body and blood of yourself. Do you know that you're coming to a thanksgiving? Come giving thanks, being thankful to God for life. For a life that can be defined by, characterized by love and mercy, grace and forgiveness, peace, justice, joy. And then would you come open to know and see how each of us can live a life of thankfulness, express our thanks into the world? Would you come looking to leave from this table to go be a reason that somebody else would want to thank God? we all go from this table today to be a reason that somebody else will want to give thanks to God. Because in you, in me, and in us, may the taste of the great God and God's faithful love lasts. So now I ask you to join me in the invitation to communion. We'll put it up on the screens, and this is going to be another opportunity.